I'm Lauren. And I'm Annie. Welcome, Welcome to Burf Barb. Uh, oh, hi. I remember how to do that. Yeah, barely. It's been a little minute since we've been with y'all. Uh, we should start first things first. This is not a child-appropriate podcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> if you're riding in your minivan and it's filled with children, quickly throw all those children out of your minivan. <laughs> you could pause a podcast, but that's no. not no, no. in Ask line with our interests. Other rides, because it's mom day or dad day. And mom or dad day driving the minivan, you're going to go get some donuts, you're going to listen to mm-hmm. Burp Barf, mm-hmm. then you're going to go on your run, you're going to mm-hmm. let someone else take care of your children. Mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this at work on speaker, put your headphones in and pretend that you're listening to a webinar on improving your Excel skills. <laughs> Taking that disc assessment. Okay. <laughs> Good. Now so, we've got the important stuff out of the way. Just kidding. We have more important stuff. We do. We have uh, our usual housekeeping, which is we'd like to say thank you very much. New Patreon. <laughs> oh, and it's a good one. And it is it, a good one. And it's a good in line with our theme for today. So it is. Our new Patreon is the one, the only, Ashley Blake. Yay. Welcome uh, aboard, Ashley, even though you've been here all along. I'm super stoked to see... I've been watching your runs because I'm a little bit of a stalker. Creeper! <laughs> um, I miss you. I'm stoked that you're a burf barfer, and I hope that I'll see you this fall in the frozen headland. I assume mm-hmm. that I will because it looks like you've been training there. Mm-hmm. Not that I follow you every move. Also, I think it's worth calling out, and you know, our Patreon intro is different for everybody, but like, I was about to say sorry, but Ashley is loving this, I'm sure. Ashley, I think, was the first person to recognize us at an event. Oh, which yeah, was yeah, at BFC. Yeah, yeah. So it was at BFC three, three years, years ago. ago. Uh, she was like, uh, are you guys Annie and Lauren? <laughs> we were like, wow, we got recognized for the first time. Uh, oh man. It was a it was a good feeling. It was. It was a really good feeling. So thanks, Ashley, for coming early and often. <laughs> Wink! <laughs> what do you have um so you know i've got my drink drinky drinks today is water and some leftover meal mixtures that made this horrible green color except for that it's matching my monochromatic olive green outfit so i'm living my monochromatic (laughs) yoga teacher dream except for that no yoga teacher ever (laughs) is drinking well they know they're drinking an olive green drink i'm sorry it's, it, it's it my ha- super greens drink. Yeah, I was going to say, but typically when the yoga teacher drinks an olive green drink, it's made of like... It's a kale spirulina and like... <laughs> That's what it is. Kale. Yeah. It's, it's not shit I'm getting my kale in um, mm. because it's blended into my super creatine. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. I bet that's really good. That was a good year. <laughs> For Mio. Um, usually we don't call out our podcast episode themes in advance because usually it's me making one up afterwards but today we've decided to be intentional <sighs> it's a love letter to women yay oh, i mean i might actually is... cry, i might actually cry during this oh my episode God. Really? you've got a squishy in your old age squishy and dramatic. <laughs> Stop with the squishy heartedness. I rely oh, on you for grit. I just, oh, I, I know all kinds of, I just. Mm. Oh, I've got good feelings to share. I've got good feelings to share too. All right, so we have a lot of stuff to cover to cover, yes. and like we haven't been super present on social media, so like y'all are gonna get lots over the next couple of weeks. She committed ahead of actually scheduling anything, <laughs> um, but today we're going to catch up on the unbridled women adventure race. 
and the She Ventures camp experience. Man, oh man. So we're gonna try and group things as it makes sense to group and those those two things do. So these were two all women things that happened. Well, and we begin our story with Annie hopping out of her comfort zone. Yes. By hanging out with strangers. Strangers! Which is not strangers. her usual vibe. And even more so than just hanging out with strangers, competing with them. Yeah. So... So say a little bit about how you found your team. <laughs> well, I'll, so I'll back up. Stephanie Ross messaged and was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Burf Barf's not going to be at my adventure race, the unbridled all-women adventure race. Um, I think you guys said you had another race or something on the calendar, and I looked at my calendar. I was like, we don't have another event. The deadline is tomorrow. I need to sign up. I totally... <laughs> I, I feel like that's more of a Lauren in, yeah. instinct to yeah. just be like... I, I'm not gonna miss out. No, I, I got, can't miss out. Got I gotta it. sign up. So oh, I, yeah. I signed up, and I was like, "Hey, Lauren, you want to do this thing with me?" And she was like, "I'm gonna be out of town this weekend. I think you were on the opposite coast, so yeah. this was not yeah. our flexibility thing." Um, so I thought I'm just going to like give myself over to be a navigator for any team that wants me. Take this body and Boy. this mind. Yes. And <laughs> I felt a lot less weird about it than I thought I would. There's so many things that have come out of adventure racing, and this is one of them to just, like, really own my mm-hmm. value mm-hmm. And, and just put myself set. out there. And also flexibility. Being able mm-hmm. to adapt. Like, that's adventure racing is being like, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to try. <laughs> yeah, that's basically my only mode when it comes to yeah. adventure racing. Yeah. So, uh... I, Stephanie Ross was like, when I registered as an individual, she said, you do know this is only teams of three women, right? And I was like, didn't, but okay. There's some out there. I'll get get some women. I got binders full of women. Uh Uh, Stephanie Ross, and I'm going to keep saying her full name, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So Stephanie Ross uh, is a full service race director when it comes to unbridled women. She does not race direct uh, nearly as often as she used to. And when she does, it is with all of the part and passion in the world. Um, And she concierged me to teammates. So I don't know if I don't you knew think, this. No, I, I didn't did not put know myself that. into the Facebook group. I said no. I don't have any teammates. Stephanie said I have two teammates for you. So she match made. She was a matchmaker for us, and I think at least two other teams, putting together whole teams of individual women. That's insane. Based on like That's who like she thought would be a good match, a good te- like a good like lunchroom moderator at recess and be like you and you play uh-huh. you and you should get together you yep. guys like the you same thing you two are going to do tetherball yes you, you come two. over here get on the slides your slide kids <laughs> you two stare at the ground while you swing next to each other you're gonna love it get ready so stephanie ross <laughs> said i'm gonna have you be on a team with sarah dahlman and deb flout um i did not know i knew of sarah dahlman I didn't know Deb Flout at all, but she was described as a happy little spark plug, which I just mean, right on the money. That's right on the money. So two very vastly different personalities. With you. Yes. And I showed up to the event uh, in Kentucky uh, and met up with Sarah and Deb for the first time. We did not do like the night a, before the race. Yeah. I think we started texting like Thursday before the Saturday event to be like, Who, who's who's bringing a bike. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was an eight-hour event and showed up 
ready and willing and got to meet Sarah and Deb. How do you even gear prepare for that? You're just like, you guys have all the things? Cool. I'll see you there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so Sarah, I- I've mentioned before, I think on this podcast is like a legend among everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So I knew Sarah was taken care of. Deb has been adventure racing uh, with her husband and actually did the 15 hour at the Two Rivers event. So I knew that she, we all kind of, I think, came with the assumption that we'd have our basics covered. And, you know, this is stereotypical and probably not a valid thing to say, but here I am saying it anyways. Uh, As women, we were all just ready to take care of ourselves. So it was like, who's got a multi-tool? I do, I do, I do. Okay, what about That's duct tape? I do, I do, I do. Oh, like, medical really first aid kit? I do, I do, I do. Oh. However, mm. me also knowing myself, I was like, I'm going to take all of this extra weight out. I'm not carrying <laughs> any of these extra things. Thank you for supporting me, and yep. I will be taking the lighter bag. Yep, and another thing that was great about this event was just, like, not having ego. And I feel like that 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 will probably come up in the majority of our episodes. Question. Yeah. It, is that because it was just the timing of the race or is it because you were around all women? I think it's just part of my journey in adventure Mm -hmm. racing. So Mm -hmm. like, uh, it really is a team sport. So I'm used to thinking about ultras and lots of other stuff we've done, which I didn't even realize it was that embedded where it's like, you need to take care of your own shit. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. you need to show up and take care of yourself. Adventure racing you're only as fast as your slowest teammate. Mm-hmm. So regardless of how fast your fastest person is, you're only as fast as your slowest mm-hmm. person. Yeah, so you really are a unit that yeah. is taking care of each other. And it's been a good exercise for me, in particular post-COVID, and like really having lost my inspiration to train really hard, mm-hmm. to just be like, there's nothing wrong with just being like, I'm the slower person on foot. Like, I need to be towed by somebody else on the team. Or I'm the slower person on a bike going uphill. I need to be towed by somebody else if they can. Mm -hmm. Um, And at Unbridled, Sarah is a powerhouse. In in all disciplines. Yes. Right. Yes. In all disciplines. And Who was your navigator? Me! Oh, wow. Me. And how did you feel about confidence-wise with a really experienced adventure racer saying, I'm going to navigate? Sarah is probably one of the nicest people I've ever met. <laughs> so, so she was giving a lot of grace. Yes. And it was also... Not you would need it. It was also just great to have her perspective because I, you know, there was... I definitely was clear about some of my insecurities going along the way. Or I shouldn't even say insecurities. Like things about my own experience in adventure racing and being a navigator. So Sarah typically races on a mixed team for adventure racing, like with the likes of navigators like Mark Latanzi. Okay. Or Just when people she who've does... written books about the yes. sport. Yes. Or when she is on an all-female team, it's with Stephanie Ross, who okay. is a very, very, very experienced navigator. So she's a leader in the sport, uh, both at the finishing line and also like in the community. Yes. And it was great to have her perspective because I would share some of my viewpoints like when I see a team that wins an adventure race, all I see is that team go into the woods, 
And then I hear or learn that they've cleared the course and I see pictures of them at the finish. <laughs> I don't know what any of that of the in-between is. My head just fills in the blank that the navigation was flawless, yeah. that there was no problems, yeah. that everything was smooth sailing because their navigation was perfect. Oh, oh, except for that time that we saw that one team coming out on an out and back where they were all riding the same bicycle like it was the circus. So yes. We very rarely see the lead team, but once in a while we yes. do and we're like, what the fuck yes. is happening there? And Sarah's, uh, you know, just sharing her experience of like, no, it's definitely not perfect all the time. And sometimes we're able to make it up a lot because we're so much faster, which I would know nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that goes. Yeah. How do you burn it out? Yeah. But, um... I had set also set the bar pretty low for myself navigation-wise, where I was just like, guys, I don't really know what I'm doing, because then, you know, if I messed up, I messed up. Were you, gonna, were you planning on asking her about the map? Or were you guys tandeming, like, looking at We the were map? tandeming. So, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, one of the things for this race is Stephanie really set it up to give everybody an opportunity to grow so everybody got a copy of the map which i feel wow. like is becoming more and more important as we <laughs> get more we people got into laughed adventure at years racing. ago and we're like excuse me we get one map and they're like yeah you get one map and we were like <laughs> no uh-huh. but how can we do it together yeah and now it's becoming i think more of the norm and like race directors like i strongly encourage you even even charging extra for mm-hmm. additional sets of maps, mm-hmm. which I totally get. Like, that's expensive mm-hmm. to print maps. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to pay for an extra set of maps mm-hmm. every single time because otherwise the rest of the team Never doesn't learns. learn. Or, right. like, I would love to be on a team with an, a better navigator than me and be able to follow along and learn from Watch them. Watch them make their decisions. That yeah. would help me learn something. Yes. I would like that. And I feel like navigation skills get rusty so yeah. fast. Oh, mine are gone. I'm only just now getting to the point where I don't feel like I forget everything every week. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, you've done a lot of it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Umbrella Women, it's an eight-hour event. Uh, it was held in Greenup, Kentucky at this beautiful park that had water and mountain bike trails and hiking trails and wow. a little bit of everything um it was like 89 degrees that was my next question boy not your flavor i i really just gave up all my reservations about anything i was just like i'm gonna be with these people i don't know it's gonna be a hot ass day i don't know what my fitness is like i might and have I'm, to redline the whole and time I'm just, uh, yeah i might have to redline the whole time and i'm just going to i'm just going to be okay with it Wow. And, you know, wow. Deb and Sarah, like, the night before, were kind of, like, joking, but not joking, about, like, what well, we want to win this. Like, we want to win this. Oh, and yeah. I was I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, no, but really, we want to win this. And I was yeah. like, I, that's terrifying to <laughs> yeah, me. Like, that's not a thing that I'm really used to thinking about. Um, I'd like to challenge you a little bit on that. Yes. I'm not saying I'm not experienced, like... Ending up with a win, <laughs> but maybe not like going out. Yeah, I mean, at least in adventure racing. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, uh, hot day. We started out uh when the on foot section that we ran to get to the paddle section. The paddle section was really fun because uh one again Sarah's a powerhouse. Uh Deb like the theme of the day was Deb just enthusiastically going as hard as she could. So like, you know, Sarah was like, all right, you're going to follow my cadence on the paddling. No, you trying to steer or anything. And Deb was like, okay, got it. And it was like a 10 count. 
And then she had it. Like, she knew what wow. she was doing. Wow. Um, and the setup of the paddle section was really fun because you would get to a checkpoint and then you would get a bearing and distance to a bonus checkpoint. So it would oh, say cool. like, it would say like 36 degrees, mm -hmm. 100 yards, and you'd have to look at the map and figure out where you were going. So you didn't even have to plot the point, but you needed to know where it was. That's fun. I liked that. Really That's juicy. Fun. I want one and of those. And it was like, so you'd see everybody get to the checkpoint and then everybody sit in the boats for a second like, okay, what does that mean? What does that mean? Where, where is it? Where is it? How would you get there? How would you get there? And I was like, okay, go. Um, and there was like, Three man, or not actually the whole the whole thing was set up that all checkpoints are optional because mm -hmm. again to cater to like yeah if brand somebody news. didn't want to do battle yeah. at all they didn't have to if somebody didn't want to mountain bike at all they really didn't have oh, to oh wow um, it is amazing in the pedaling section like what a difference one good paddler can make when you just have person so bad when you have like one okay one medium bad and one bad bad you're just yeah. kind of like clink clunk clink clunk that <laughs> Splash, splash, whoop-a-doo. Yep. But if you have one good paddler, everyone can be like, oh, that, yeah. That, oh, okay. Okay, okay got, yeah. it. got it, got it, got it, got it. There's such an opportunity <laughs> for us on paddling. There is a growth opportunity here. Yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah. being with Sarah and, like, how much power Sarah could derive in the boat. But that's, like, her, that's her yeah. main sport, or one of her best, no, all, they're no, all her best sports. They're all her best sports. But she's and, competed and to her, to her, yes, in paddling. And, and to her point, she said, because anytime Deb and I were like, oh, man, like, that's incredible. She was like, I've trained very hard and for a long time for this. Which It's cool to hear women own that, to be yes. like, I'm not just naturally good at this. I practiced it. And so if you're admiring that skill in me, I'm telling you that it's going to require work in mm -hmm. you. I've been doing this I respect for a decade. That. I totally yeah. respect that. Um, but yeah, so we... Did a short on-foot section. Then we went to the paddle section. We did all the optional points. There was, like, some fun bushwhacking, but it was, like, paddle, on-foot, paddle, on-foot, paddle, mm -hmm. on-foot. Um, ended the boat section and then uh, got to the bike section. Um, again, I'm going to give Deb Flout credit. She was riding a bike that she got the first year that her and her husband were married. <laughs> it was a... At least 25, if not 30-year-old bike. So it's more like a B BSO, a bike-shaped object at this point, than it is <laughs> yes. bike. <laughs> yes. Um, Deb loves her bike dearly. And I, give, to burn that I give her so much credit because it did not have shocks. I can't imagine doing any race. Well, I mean, were you mostly on the road or mostly on gravel? I would say we were at least 50% on single track. Holy cow. At least. Is she a smaller bodied person? Yes. Okay. Well, I'm, sometimes that's the only way that you won't get sprung out of your saddle if you're on a fully rigid bike. Yeah. Is if you're little. I, it was just incredible, though, because Deb attacked the trail with a fervor, the likes of which have never been seen. <laughs> and she never, like, you know, she would say, like, sorry, when she had to get off her bike to walk. And I was like, you're doing awesome. I was like, I don't know how you're doing anything on that bike because I'm on like a full mountain bike, full hardtail, like, mm -hmm. and I'm, you know, I still have to pop off periodically. Yeah, yeah. And like, Deb would just like hold Gr on for dear grind life. It all the way up. And also, she's probably stronger than both Sarah and I because she's the amount of on a, power yeah. that she had to put into that bike to get up and over hills. Like, she's working with a shitty tool, but she's got. 
That's like, incredible. Really good power. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Can you imagine what she can do on a carbon bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. So we did a mountain bike section. There were some spots where I had uh, some opportunities to make smarter navigation choices, but it was just one of those things where like, I I just don't see some things yet mm-hmm. where it's like afterwards, I'm like, oh, no, I guess you shouldn't make a spiral to catch things. You should just kind of make it like a tree branch looking route choice. Definitely. We have definitely, <laughs> definitely done a spiral. It's like you hone in on it like an animal. It's uh-huh. like walking limb yes. on a limb. Yeah. Yes. Closer. Stopping your checkpoints. Closer. Yep. Um, and we got towards the end of the day and there was a, you rode your bike to like a shelter within the park and Stephanie had set up a list of checkpoints to plot on the map. So um, for oh, those of man, you not familiar, really? so there's uh, it's That's a two- high level. Yeah. Again, all optional. Oh, okay. So that was the whole like setup of the race. It was like on every piece, it was like, you could make it as easy or as hard as you wanted to. So like Potting you didn't have to complex. plot points at all. It's yeah. complex. Yes and no. I just see numbers and go, can't, can't do it. <laughs> so we did, we plotted all the points. Um, you needed to leave your bike at the shelter and go get all the points on foot. And then you came back to your bikes and then rode your bikes back to the start finish area. And then you had the option for doing additional tracking points at the end. So there was three plotted points that you needed to do. Plotting points is just like, for me, it's like decoding into a language that you don't know and then using that language to get somewhere in a foreign city. It's more like measurement, like measurements on a ruler. Yeah, but if you plot them incorrect- incorrectly, you're using the wrong... Uh, it just lucky, Luckily for you, that's not a thing that I do anymore. Oh, <laughs> that is lucky for me because that's going to happen soon for us. <laughs> Uh, so the three on foot checkpoints that we plotted and plotting just means you have to write them in on the map. They're not already mapped, mapped out for you. Um, we got two of them pretty well. Uh, and then the third one, it was like, Deb and I are used to having to cut, cut and not clear courses. And Sarah was like, we should, we should go for it. Like, we should go for that checkpoint. Can't even picture that life. We had, I think, 45 minutes oh, left. not this. And we had... Stop it. And we had that last, that last plotted checkpoint and three checkpoints near the start finish. Panic. And it was like, Deb and I were like, again, because we're used to being like, now leave it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but we were like right there. So we went for this checkpoint. We ended up doing a parallel error and going up the wrong spur. And so we had to be like, oh, you know, we went back to the bikes. But um, it was such like a standout moment for me, even though it seems like it wouldn't be. I'm not used to getting an opportunity to eke out clearing a course. Like, I've never... We've never tried In an adventure race, like, we've never been in a position to be anywhere close to try and clear a course. Ever. No. So... Just this, like, opportunity to go for the clear and being on that edge of, like, okay, the, I'll say air quote, smart decision is to leave this optional checkpoint, but, like, the competitive decision is Mm -hmm. to go for the checkpoint. Mm -hmm. I've always done the, again, air quote, smart thing. Mm -hmm. But even within the realm of doing what we can, we have eked out some insane shit last minute. Yeah, but, like... 
I don't know how to give her. I don't, it's a different feeling to say like, you know, I guess when I we've eked out things before, I've been like, I've felt pretty confident. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we have time to go do that because it's close to the start. It feels like grabbing things near the cashier at the end of a grocery yeah. tip. You're like, yeah. it's okay. It's like right here. Yeah. This was like, oh, I'm at the front of the store. I have to go all the way back for milk. No. And me mm-hmm. being like, no, we're mm-hmm. just going to do without milk. And Sarah was like, we're getting the goddamn milk. Yeah. That would have made me panic. <laughs> were you a little bit panicked? I was a little panicked. Um... But it was also because I was just kind of, like, giving in to the cosmos. Mm-hmm. It was like, well, if we're going to do this, like, let's, let's do it. Do so you make thing, the decision yeah. and then you just go for it. And, like, I I honestly felt, like, emotional at the end. I was like, I've never been in a position to even try and clear the course. Ooh. I've never been able to oh. do that. And it felt, like, really, like, empowering. Yeah. And just to be like, maybe I am that athlete. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. you just had to be shown. Yeah. 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 And just to have another female be like, yeah, but maybe you can. Yeah. People have definitely done that for me. And, and it's like sort of unlocked a door for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when like Kristen Arnold tried to teach me how to mountain bike. And I was just like, it's a thing I can't do. I know I can't. It's too scary for me. I don't do scary things. I don't do risky things. So I won't. That's not me. I won't be able to. And then somebody just being like, no, maybe it is. Maybe it is you. Maybe it is you. So just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, then like a whole door opens. Yeah. Or like kind of similarly, like, but what if you didn't stop? Yeah. Yeah. What if you didn't stop is so good. Like, like, I had like real feelings about that. Yeah. So we got back to our bikes. Took our bikes back to the start-finish area. There was three on-foot checkpoints that were near the start-finish. We knew we didn't have time to get all three of them, but we uh, we went out on foot as hard as we could for the last mm-hmm. checkpoint. Sarah towed both of us on foot, so we had a, a piece of surgical tubing looped through her pack, and, like, I was she holding one end. two people. I was holding one end, and Deb was holding the other one to help us, like, run faster. Um, I that's insane. Yeah. So she so she She's literally sled dogged us. She's a workhorse. For for the end of the race and like, you know, <sighs> Sarah was being very apologetic about like, you know, I'm sorry we shouldn't have gone for that last one. I was like, I needed I needed to try. So I needed to know that that was yeah. possible. Yeah. Yeah. So we did not clear the course, but we ended up getting second place, which I'm super stoked about. And we got second place to Karen Clark, who's another very experienced navigator. And Karen had brought two of her mountain bike friends to adventure race with her for the first time. And just seeing all these women do whatever the next thing for them Mm. was awesome awesome Mm -hmm. so like for me it was racing with new people like trying to clear a course when i haven't like made the decision to do that before and for for karen it was leading a team of brand new women and getting them to become adventure racers and they got to win like i was telling her can you imagine going home from that weekend yes i tried adventure racing how'd you do we won. won um and i i give her her and her teammates a lot of credit like the reason they won was route selection and Karen, like, where I was like, okay, we're going to take this trail around. Karen was like, leave your bikes. We're bushwhacking to the bottom of this hill, getting that CP, and we're going to bushwhack right back up here to our bikes. Mm-hmm. Like, she she said, let's go. And they were like, 
we're going. It's so hard to know when to be bold and when to be smart. When we hear things like from those teams that have done well at like Nitro Game, we're like, how uh-huh. did you guys get to the pond? They're like, we swam it in the dark. And we're like, oh, 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 okay. Because like, you get this sense in the beginning that you're like, the smart choices are the best choices. Uh-huh. And then you sometimes you see that just brutal, like brute force is the best manner in which to yeah. get something. Yeah. And I, uh, another thing that I love about this race, like I, you know, and I have a goal for us as Burf Barf. Like I want us to get at least, at least twice as many women at this event next year. So there was 36 women, 12 teams at the event this, this year. I would like for Burf Barf to help get that number to 72 at least woman i've seen on a trail on foot or on a bicycle in the last two weeks i've been like hi it's so good to see you do you know about adventure do you know about the good news adventure racing (laughs) i've been like do you want to try i mean if you ever wanted to try it and they're like oh we don't run and i'm like you don't have to run they're like Mm -hmm. we're just mountain bikers and i'm like can you walk through the woods and they're like yeah and i'm like then you could do this yeah and it's so fun and so so empowering isn't it cool that for all of the experience that you have in racing for eight over eight years now, that you can still have an experience where you feel like you gain s- such like immense wisdom and confidence and, and courage? Growth. Yeah, yeah. Like, but oh. there's still so much that like can open your like I would say your heart. Like yeah. it could open your heart to believing that you are capable of new things. Yeah. When, I mean, I just feel like you've done so many hard, fucking insane things that the fact that you can be moved by another female athlete to say, like, I didn't even know I could do this. Yeah. Like, that's still happening. <laughs> yeah. To me. That's yeah. awesome. That's that is awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, and, you know door prizes and and ra- like I thought that was gonna be a metaphor no 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 like what? literally door prizes afterwards like great swag like this thing that you can i mean the amount of work it takes to put on an adventure race is incredible to me let alone to do it as a labor of love for a group of 40 women like all of us had dinner together the night before there was uh, a recap facebook event afterwards to go through the entire route to say like to give everybody an opportunity opportunity to say uh karen walked through exactly how she did the route and like we discussed as a group like uh, on the internet like well why did you go this way instead of this way and like why is this a smarter route choice than this or like you know thinking about the smart versus bold decision Mm -hmm. you know stephanie went through kind of her rule of thumb is it has to be like if there is like the hard option and then the easier route to go around the easier route needs to be two times or Mm -hmm. at maximum two times as long as the hard way and almost always it's the shorter harder way way is the way to go yeah yeah well my body's ready (sighs) but yeah unbridled women adventure race like you know leave space for your calendar for next year we'll share the date as soon as we get it because women you should show up in droves there's clinics leading up to the event like there's all kinds of q a stephanie ross is a real champion for women in adventure racing like if you don't have a team you will be match made with one there's also opportunities between now and then to test things out at under Burf Barf Racing. Yeah. Where we will have two teams at this year's Buff Betty race. So there are also spots available on those teams if you're feeling like you want to try an eight hour. Uh, and the Women of Adventure Racing, the Women of AR Facebook group is super active. And I've seen all levels of questions from like, 
you know, what kind of shorts do you wear to like, how do you prepare for a 24 hour or longer event? And what's the difference between that and the shorter adventure races? So mm-hmm. cannot encourage that enough. I just get in there. We love you. And I have, I'm, I know there's a billion things that I'm forgetting, but I just, the unbridled women adventure race was, uh, just apparently you know, filled your cup. Up. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. So thanks Stephanie Ross and everybody else who volunteered for mm-hmm. that event for making Snaps. it so juicy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Okay. More women stuff. More women stuff. She ventures. So she ventures is an outdoor women's experience um, outside of Chattanooga, Tennessee. That is um, basically a place for women to come from any kind of experience level to try new things like stand up paddleboarding, mountain biking, walking, running, yoga. Uh, sleeping in the outdoors sleeping in the outdoors just be being in nature for extended periods of time it does involve tent camping which a lot of i know a lot of women have not experienced that before they do a really good job of making all of those things digestible accessible and possible Mm -hmm. and i i have to say i was super impressed with the logistics of this entire event yeah it was a hundred women uh broken up into groups of like 10 or so um, between different team leaders uh, who are also there on a volunteer basis. So, you know, they just love it. And there were so many return campers. It was, it was really I would say telling. more than half of the people there raised their hand when they said, like, how many of you have been here before? It was really impressive. Um, I, I, it really, when I, when I see things like this, I can only think about like the future of like what birth bark might do. I don't know that I would ever even aspire to do something on the scale that She Ventures This is really did. impressive. Um, Jenny Baker is the founder of She Ventures. Her family owns the land on which the event is held. Um, it is a gorgeous piece of land. There's a big meadow and you actually camp in the woods, which is great because it's nice and shaded. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a beautiful rock wall for climbing. Yeah. There's about a four and a half mile loop for running and mountain biking. The mountain biking is double track. There is no single track, but it's, um, it's really good for beginners. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's still a lot of climbing. Yeah, there was a lot of climbing. I mean, I got in like almost 2000 feet of gain on a 10 mile run there. So yeah. it's not nothing. Yeah. It's, there's some climbing bits. Um, so they have some like outside, not vendors, but like contractors who will come, who come and teach each of these skills. Mm-hmm. Um, and really less less teaching and more like allowing yeah because I've been to a lot of clinics in my life on a lot of different sports and what I noticed in this women's environment was that there was a lot less talking there was like it's like this and kind of like this do it yeah (laughs) now now see now you try yeah yeah Yeah. did you experience that when you were doing your climbing yes absolutely with the rock climbing it was like okay Get the harness on. Make sure you tighten this up. We're going to loop you in. I think that's where your foot could go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like this because my entry into a lot of these sports, and I, I'm not shitting on it at all, but has been with men. And men, in my experience as teachers, want to say a lot and because they know a lot and they want they want you there. And the reason why they're trying to like impart so much knowledge is to give you the tools to be able to do the thing with them. And they're yeah. excited for you. But I feel like there's been pitfalls for that in my experience where uh, I felt like overcoached. And then I'm mega nervous and I feel like I'm like all my moves are being watched. What I really liked about the space was that it was like, here's a couple of the tools. We're going to keep you as safe as we possibly can. 
but also this stuff is dangerous and like get at it we like you you know what you can do trust you to push you as far as you can yeah that was the theme man was women pushing themselves from every skill level and we were just floored by women being vulnerable and trying new things and just being so freaking courageous yeah and really normalizing trying like Mm -hmm. it was really interesting to be with this large group of women and and discovering you know the thing that like makes really connects me with other people is not other people who love to be out in the door outdoors necessarily but people who are willing to try Mm -hmm. and there was so much of that Mm -hmm. just I don't know. I've never been on a bike before. Someone shared that during stand-up paddleboarding, one of the participants had never been on a river before. Mm -hmm. And, like, the idea of just releasing yourself into that Mm -hmm. and making an attempt at that is so fucking cool. It is cool. It is cool. And I think, you know, you talking about, like, less instruction and more just, like, getting in there. I feel like that's a skill that I have not developed much in growing up. It hasn't been until I've gotten older that I've thought, why not try it? Like, just because you're not already good at it, because it doesn't make any sense that you would be already good at it. Right. You can try it. They're not natural skills, most of these skills. Yes. Like, you don't have to Oh, you don't know ballet? Yeah. (laughs) like, well, I guess you can never try because you don't know how already. But, like, don't women do that to themselves in jobs, too, where women don't apply to jobs unless they know how to already do them? That's dumb. That's like saying, like... If you can't, if you don't know how to already stand up paddleboard, you shouldn't go do it. Yeah, then no. how would anybody go do it? Yeah, you have to try. <laughs> and I feel like there were so many different disciplines being taught and being that were available to people to learn that I loved watching people who were mega competent in one thing and testing out a thing they've never done. Like I saw like some serious CrossFit women on a mountain bike for the first time ever. So it's like, okay, I'm getting out of a space where I know I'm mega competent and I know that I feel comfy there and strong there. And I'm hopping into a place where none of those things, none of those safety nets are there for me. Yeah. And I, I just, yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Like, um, I tried to pick the things that I was least comfortable with. So I ended up doing rock climbing and mountain biking actually, because I feel like there are some things and I've learned lots of my outdoor skills the same way, which is just like, like continuing to bash my head into a wall until I figure out what I'm supposed to do. Mountain biking's kind of been like that. You've helped me a lot, but a lot of it has just been like, how do I get my butt up this hill? What if I do this? What if I do this? Same with navigation where I'm like, what if I do this? What if I do this? Running, ultra running. It's like, I'll keep running until I get a stress fracture and then I won't do that anymore <laughs> and I'll do something different. Yes. Um, I lost my train just of thought. Just throw your body against the yeah. wall. Yeah. So, no, but you're saying that in this space, oh, oh. You, you actually had something to learn. Yeah. Maybe. So I did the rock climbing part and like, you know, I'm like sweat, like dripping sweat down my body. I'm like, I'm like two feet off the ground, like holding on for dear life. Just like, I, I don't know. Like my body is like, I don't know how to do any of this. And just trying <laughs> to like muscle my way up this wall. And like, um, probably my favorite moment oh, from the whole weekend. Yes. We haven't said anything about our team leader, Dina yet, but we will. Oh my like, God. Just, oh my God. <sighs> Dina, I hope you're listening because we love you. We revere you. We think that you're the funniest person on earth. You come with a kind of enthusiasm that is exactly what we hope to cultivate yeah. in any space that we enter. You just, you speak our freaking outdoor lady language. 
Uh, and I, the way I described her to my daughter when I got back was, you know, I wasn't sure what she would be like in person, but she ended up hula hooping a ring of fire. <laughs> that's you know, not a metaphor that's a, either. That's a pretty good tagline. Uh, yeah. Also, when she said, I better get my ticket because I'm going to win this, uh, these free shoes. And they were like, and it's Dina. And she was like, I knew it. <laughs> and then she like did a round off and we were like, yeah, what? what? Incredible. Just like high level of energy and enthusiasm for uh, just all fantastic. of its existing. So, so I was you're on, on the rock. I'm on the rock and I'm on one of the, cha- like one of the more challenging routes for me. And I'm about half to two thirds up and I'm like, I'm, my arms are shaking. I have sweat dripping down my face. I'm just trying as hard as I can for no reason. Like, there's no pressure. There's nobody you rushing You don't get a medal. There's not a bell to no, ring at the top. nobody gives a shit, for better or worse. Like, you know, but, like, women are, like, encouraging each other and, like, saying, like, great job, like, no matter what happens. Like, I'd already done a route that I had to bail and was just like, well, that is just, that one's not in my skill set. So I was on this one. I'm trying as hard as I can. I was like, okay, like, I, that's it. I think I'm done. And Dina, who had come with me uh, to support me and also because she loves rock climbing, love was standing on the ground and she said, I just don't think you're done. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I said, what? She goes, I just don't. I don't think you're done. And I, I, like, stopped. I'm hanging there in my harness, like, trying to take a breather. And I am I feel like this is very common for your needs. For me, this is not usually what I want. But I just looked Dina dead in oh, the yeah. face. And I said, tell me again. <laughs> yes. And, again, to Dina's credit, she did not shy away. She said, I just don't think you're done. I think you'd regret it if you stopped. <laughs> and I was oh, like, so and I just go, okay. And I, like... Made my hands into little claws and repeated to myself, all you can do is try. All you can do is try. And got my ass up to the top of that route. I'm so proud of you. the top of that route. And I was, like, so stoked. And I was so happy Dina gave me, like, that suit. Like, I think those are the only words that could have been said that would have made me want to continue. This is just not... I've never heard anybody do this to you. So this right. is a whole story this is a new experience is super to me too. anomalous to me. Because either I've usually like made up my mind beforehand, like or just like Or you're not going to wait or you've not wavered. I mean, I think once in my life I've looked at you and been like, We have to keep going and you you've been like, Okay. And that's it. <laughs> I I can't remember a time other than like when we thought we were going to die, when I say we should keep going. Yeah. It's I'm just like, not a thing I have to say to you. <sighs> so, you know, Again, having these experiences, despite nearly a decade of being an endurance athlete, of mm-hmm. still being like, mm-hmm. maybe I can do a little bit mm-hmm. more. New things, yeah. I really, really wish I had been able to go rock climbing. That I really wanted to learn a new skill as well, and I have no idea how to rock climb. I've only done, like, you know, the plastic wall. But I had a hand boo-boo, so I went running with a group of people. <laughs> yeah. Which was lovely. I ended up running with every single, I, I like ran up to the, the front, talked to those people, ran to the middle, and ran to the back, and talked to all those people, and then went back all the way up to the front again, and then fell to the back. Yeah. Hi, hi, hi. What do you do? Do you like it? Let's talk about the patriarchy. Let's smash it. Okay, I'll be right back. There was so many, like, good, juicy conversations with everybody, and like, you know, I know, I feel like a lot of podcasts are trying to leave COVID out to leave episodes timeless, but like, we... We registered for She Ventures when COVID was not yet over and was not not sure when it would be over. Mm-hmm. And it was like, 
maybe we can hope to go to this mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And so to have this experience mm-hmm. of going and being around a hundred strangers and getting to commune with them under a full moon. It was absurdly oh, good. It was I, absurdly good. I got to have such delightful conversations about um capitalism, the patriarchy and its effects on women and women's power in the capitalist market. I got to have conversations about like faith and non-faith and about disabilities and accessibility to sport and the Olympics and uh USA track and field. Oh man, powerful, hard-hitting like no bullshit conversations. Just yeah. really we dug deep. And just the diversity of the event was fantastic really good although there was oddly like 15 to 20 women from ohio so hey new ohio friends come (laughs) with us to orienteering in cincinnati (laughs) google orienteering cincinnati um but yes the 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 fact that this that this group of people found a way to attract a diverse population of women was really impressive from everything to i mean race age uh like what how you live in your body like all people athletic ability experience like everything yeah everything oh and i i felt like it was a an absolute safe space for any person and anybody yeah and like you know it was fun seeing like generations too so it was Mm -hmm. like you know recently empty empty nesters Mm -hmm. like uh women with their adult uh women children grown women with their older with their yeah. mom bringing their mom there yeah. like it was it was just like a multi-generational yeah it was amazing and this is uh this is just a little yummy little tidbit that has not much to do about women's empowerment but if you're interested in thinking about this event the branding is on oh, point and yeah. everything that you receive and look at is branded and you get a branded camp soap, and the sweatshirts are in the sunglasses, and they're like the oatmeal is branded. Like everything you touch and do is beautifully branded, and the money that you spend on any extra gear there goes to scholarships for women who can't afford to come. And I would also like to say that generally speaking, this is a very affordable camp. I've been to at yeah. least three different running camps in my life, and they've all been four times as expensive as this. So accessible and if it's not accessible to you there are still scholarships that you can apply mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. <sighs> oh and great women all uh, women another uh follow-up from she ventures is their this is their inaugural year of the she she ventures yeah. which annie and her daughter are also attending yeah so it's for a big and a little uh pairing of your choice so whether it's an aunt and a niece or a grandmother and a granddaughter mother daughter whatever um so i'll be super stoked to go with that with arbor and have it be a whole weekend of things that she that are for her mm-hmm. that's what i'm really excited yeah. about yeah, I know a lot of kids have been asking apparently over the years, like, but when can I go? When can I go? When? Yeah. And it was cool. Jenny Baker's daughter and a couple other of the kids of other leaders were at a table on Sunday morning, um, basically plugging the next event. And they helped us make little baby terrariums. To, is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. To like market for the next event, which is just like the most beautiful bespoke mm, 
yeah. silly ass shit that just speaks to my soul. I mean, those are the small details. Like, there was a lot of care in yes. planning the event. And yes. all those branding things, that makes you feel that. Like, yeah. somebody had to say, wait, but what if we put She Ventures on the soap? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what if we put a banner, like, over the entrance? It was like, really lovely. Oh, and I think one of the more understated pieces of the weekend was there was a schedule so it was essentially get there friday hang out get get familiar with who's there saturday you did your two events that you chose and then sunday was like pack up camp and your send off the best part of the schedule for me was the ability to opt out of anything yeah so there was no like there was no like cattle call or like wake up alarm yeah if you decided like None of the activities that I ended up doing are actually speaking to me today or like this. It is not a military style regime thing. It's like, do you want to sit and eat oatmeal and sit in a field for hours and just stare at the field? Yeah. Cool. You can. Yeah. Do you want to play Frisbee games for a whole hour? Like, Or do you even want to join other groups that you're not even signed up for and just like do things all day? You can also do that. Yeah. Do you want to do yoga on Sunday or are you ready to go? Yeah. Like, it, do you want to be in a group? Do you want to be alone? Like, there was so much freedom yeah. and no pressure to be any particular way. I felt mm-hmm. very free to just be like, what do I want and need right now? I get to have that and do that. It is delight. It was delightful. Yes. Mm. Women. <sighs> Women. Women! Mmm. <laughs> and just, oh. Man, I just love connecting with other women and especially like, I don't know, getting to talk about Burf Barf too was really mm-hmm. fun, like because these are not people that we're normally exposed to, but I exposed myself to everybody. Yes, she did. <laughs> she did. So like getting to talk about like Burf Barf and what we're trying to do aligns very mm-hmm. much with like just just letting women know like it is for you. Yeah, and I would like to talk a little bit and not to toot our horn but to pass this baton on to others to encourage them to do it in the female spaces that they're participating in was to sort of give women the opportunity to say nice things about themselves and build themselves up and talk about things that they're proud of we sat in a lot of spaces where we heard women like either downplay their great achievements or just outright say shitty things about themselves which we've all done and do but giving women room to be like well we don't want to hear that part tell us about the awesome part that you love about yourself and just just sort of like handing on that torch to someone to be like try this on for size see how this feels it feels different i promise and it's going to be awkward at first but you can learn to say good things about yourself with confidence and you will feel better and then you can patch that torch onto someone else yeah and selfishly just being like Give me the heart of you. Yeah. Also, (laughs) just tell me everything about your entire experience and your entire life start at the beginning. Yeah. Give me the thing that makes you you. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that takes some pulling. Yeah. So light that torch for yourself and pass it on to another woman. Mm, Women. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. I I just, I keep, I feel like I wish I could just like pass a feeling through the microphone. I do. I just want to like linger in this feeling of like women empowerment like owning my own anniness mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. just continuing to grow more and more into like i like who i am mm-hmm. i like what i do 
I feel I'm, safe and I want to try new things. And I'm amazed at what I'm capable of. Damn, dude. Look how far we've Jeez. come. Well, we've self-actualized, so this is our last <laughs> podcast ever. I've reached uh, Nirvana. Yes, <laughs> tr- transcendence. Until next time. We are. Burf, barf!